All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check when the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments no. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. (laughs) 
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic, delivered to you by DoorDash at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. You can use our promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season, at ZephyrEpic.com. Go check them out on Twitch. Check them out on all of the social media platforms. A lot of fun stuff going on there, and we are still waiting on that DoorDash promo code, but it is coming. My name is David Guadrelli. I am not joined by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. It's just me right now. And Chris will be on this episode, but we recorded remotely and we're not recording together because, as you all know, we had a pretty good weekend covering the draft. And I have a conversation on this episode with goaltender Aku Koskenvo, who I did an article on before he was drafted, just talked to him, talked to Ian Clark yesterday. That story's up at CanucksArmy.com right now. Really fascinating stuff from the Canucks goaltending coach, so go check that out. But Chris was joined on this episode by Lucas Forcell, Hugo Gabrielson, and our friend Alexa Potak in Sweden. She is very, very knowledgeable and talked to us about the Swedish prospects. So Chris did most of the interviews here, but I said since he did that, I would take over and do all the hosting and set everything up. So without further ado, we'll go to Alexa Potak, but this is our draft episode, folks. We've done a lot of draft episodes leading up to it. This is the one. We've got three prospects that were selected, six prospects. We got half the prospects that were selected in the draft by the Canucks yesterday on this episode. So without further ado, we'll go to Alexa Potak. All right, folks, we are excited to welcome back Alexa Potak from Dauber Prospect. She's been covering the Swedish draft a lot over this 2021 draft. And obviously, as Canucks fans, we know that we went back to the Swedish well to pick three important players moving forward for the Canucks organization. Uh, but first, Alexa, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. You're spending some time at the World Junior Summer Showcase. I know that you're just there for the weekend, but uh, initial thoughts so far from just one day being there. Well, it's been a lot of fun. It's my first time at one of these international tournaments, and last night was uh, only Finland versus Sweden, but the Finnish team, they've got a really strong group of players, and the Swedes, it seems like they're missing a few. They don't have all of their top draft picks from this year, so I think that's hurting them a little bit. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's going to be nice to see guys like Eklund. You mentioned Wallstead as well. That's going to be a big boost for them at the World Juniors, and it's going to be an exciting team. It always is with Sweden, right? I mean, the skill that they're able to put out in those U20 tournaments is just unreal every year. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool to watch up close, especially. Most definitely. Hey, since the last time we talked, you have graduated high school. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And you're off to UMass next year. Obviously very exciting, and congratulations for that. Uh, But we're not here to talk about uh, your your schooling. We're here to talk about some Vancouver Canucks (laughs) prospects. Um, I want to get started with one that we're going to have interviewed on this episode as well. Uh, And Lucas Forcell, I know you mentioned that it was a name that you wanted to bring up as a great late-round option for a team. Uh, And the Canucks were able to do that in the seventh round, selecting him 201st overall. So from your viewings on Lucas Forcell, what are some things that Canucks fans should be excited about i think they should be excited because he's a really great value pick at that point he's a player that has a pretty complete toolkit he needs to elevate almost everything within it but it's not like he's starting from a point where there's you know this major issue in his game that he needs to fix he didn't get a lot of playing time this year he only played in the j20 and one game in the shl but i think next year with more playing time he'll be able to improve on his skills and uh continue to uh, get better 
Absolutely, and the thing that stuck out for me watching him was kind of just the the quick decision making and good passing right off the bat. But I know that you know before we started going here, you mentioned the skating is something that Canucks fans should like as well. Yeah, I think he really uh, he's certainly a more offensive minded player, but he really I think brings it with his playmaking and his skating and like you said, his passing ability. Right, and the other thing that I really liked was just the motor on the kid. Like, it felt like he wasn't taking any shifts off, and not only not taking shifts off, but, you know, that one game where he got into the SHL, I think he played about three and a half minutes, but it yeah. was noticeable on every single shift. Just like, we, we joked about it with the, the director of scouting for the Canucks, Todd Harvey, that, you know, it looked like in that SHL game he was skating like his head was on fire. Yeah, I think one thing that stuck out to me in that game especially, I think some players are not ready for the physicality. The SHL isn't a particularly physical league, but it's certainly more physical than the J20 league over there. So I think that um, he really, it stuck out to me that he was able to handle the physicality and playing against men, you know, with such little ice time. And something that you mentioned there, actually, I want to bring it up, the J20 league that had to get shut down because of COVID. Uh, Canucks fans obviously knew about that uh, with their prospect, Victor Pearson, who had to try and find hockey in a multitude of different places. Um, Do you think that that's kind of a smart decision by the Vancouver Canucks? Because the way I looked at it was, you know, three of those players that they drafted were supposed to be J20 players for the whole season, had to find hockey somewhere else, maybe didn't get as many people viewing them. Do you think that that kind of gives some potential for the Canucks to maybe have a steal with one of those three players because the league got shut down and they weren't able to get a lot of viewings on these guys. I think it certainly is. And um, in terms of some of the other Swedes that they took, they got to play in hockey a ton, which is the third tier league in Sweden for men. And I think that it also just helps to have be what they can do against, you know, adults. And I think that's really helpful when you're drafting a player that you're seeing them play against real professional hockey players rather than, you know, under 20 players that might not make it to the next level. And I know that you follow the Swedish leagues a lot better than I do. I'm wondering, what do you think it means for a guy like like Lucas Forsell is a good example. We'll move, we'll move on to another one of the prospects in a minute here. But he was a guy who was playing in the J20 league and then got to practice with an SHL team for the rest of the season. Obviously gets into just the one game. But what do you think it means for a player of his age, 17, 18 years old, to be able to just practice with an SHL team? I think it's a great experience. You're spending time around players that have certainly, you know, gained a lot more experience than you have. So he's learning a lot just about how to be a better hockey player, how to treat himself off the ice, all of that. I think, you know, you gain so much knowledge just from spending time with those that have played so many more games than you. Absolutely. And I know that something that he said was kind of the goal for next year was, you know, to crack the team. Now that they've seen him, he's had a lot of good conversations. What would it mean for a guy like that, a seventh round pick, to be able to come out of his draft year and jump into the SHL? That seems like, you know, a pretty good accomplishment for a guy picked in the 200s. Yeah, that would be a great accomplishment, and I'd love to see that from him. But I think Canucks fans should also expect, you know, a potential loan at some point during the season to Hockey Allsvenskan. A lot of Swedish Hockey League teams don't like to see their younger players struggle in the SHL and would rather loan them out for, you know, even if it's just 20 games in season and they see improvement and they bring them back up. But I think, you know, with him being a later round pick, it could potentially be a little bit of up and down, a little bit more movement. But um, it would be phenomenal if he could crack the team with very sad. And one of the names that, that kind of uh, I didn't do a ton of research into was the right shot defenseman, Jonathan Myrenberg. Uh, I know you spent some time over the past 24 hours watching him. Uh, just from what I saw, looks like a big body. I mean, it looks like a big body right shot defenseman, has some offensive upside. What did you see over the past 24 hours of, of keeping your eye on him? 
Yeah, I think that um, his play in Hockey Aton and in the J20 leagues were very different. He seemed a lot more comfortable around players his own age. Mm -hmm. And I think his size was certainly more noticeable among players, you know, that haven't even reached the age of 20 yet because he's, I believe, like 6'2 or 6'3. So I think that um, his defensive game was what stuck out to me. I think when he got to Hockey Aton, he didn't seem as comfortable diving into the offensive zone and kind of hung back by the blue line. Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, as he gains just more experience playing against men, I think that he'll start to feel more comfortable to play his true game. And, you know, you never really know when you're watching these players with a new team if these are the systems, if this is what's what he's being told to do. But I think that um, as he gets more experience playing against adults, he'll start to really become his true self. Absolutely. I just think that, you know, the skating looked good. The size, I mean, the, yeah. you know, we hear about a guy being 6'2", but like, you know, you see him on the ice, and like he looks like he's six two, six three. It doesn't it's not like a fake scouting report seeing him at six two for sure. Yeah, certainly. And I want to get into to Hugo Gabrielson a little bit because he, you know, started his season playing alongside of Edvinson, uh, you know, top draft pick in this draft. Uh, so he was able to play the right side, which is something that you know all Canucks fans like to hear because man, we got we got a lot of left shot defensemen uh, in the organization already. So anything on Hugo Gabrielson? Is he a guy that you were able to to get some viewings on this year? You know, I think he was a guy that I indirectly watched a lot more of than I would have originally planned. He played with Simone Edvinson when he was playing with Frolunda, so I got to see a whole lot of him and just seeing how that D partnership worked. They were very compatible for each other, I thought. And I think Hugo, he definitely has his offensive upside, and he's a decent skater, so I think that's good. And he'll be playing in uh, Hockey Allsvenskan next season, which will be, I think, a good jump for him. Maybe you can tell Canucks fans a little bit how different uh, the hockey E10 is from the Allsvenskan because from players that I've talked to, uh, the hockey E10 league is kind of just like a step up from a men's league, I've heard from a Swedish prospect. Um, but the Allsvenskan league, that's no joke. When you get to that league, that's a huge difference from E10, isn't it? Yeah, hockey Aton is, they've got a lot of teams. They've got about 46 teams, I believe. Holy cow. So it just turns, it's like four divisions. It's, it is kind of, you know, the way a men's league would feel like certainly not as uh, not as talented of a group of players just because of how many players there are. And I think that, um, you know, this season, so many of the Swedish prospects, even some of the top prospects didn't end up in Hockey Allsvenskan. They ended up in Hockey Aton. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it was a real adjustment for them because I think that in some of their cases, some of their teammates were worse than their J20 teammates. So I think that... Um, yeah. Playing in hockey, all Svenskin, that's a legit league. That's going to be real hockey that he's playing. And uh, hopefully he gets a chance even to move up to the SHL. And can you maybe explain a little bit how the all Svenskin works? Because it, it's not like a minor league team of the SHL team. Like, they're different teams, right? There are different teams, but one thing that's pretty common is sometimes hockey aton teams and SHL teams or hockey all Svenskin teams and SHL teams have relationships where, you know, they frequently send players to this team. Whether it's, you know, by proximity or just, you know, maybe the management are friends, honestly. I think that they all are independent teams, but um, sometimes you see, like, a whole bunch of players playing for the same hockey all-spunking club from the same SHL team. 
Yeah, it looked like that. I mean, Gabrielson was a good example. We just talked to him. Uh, Frolunda his whole career, and then he moves on to a completely different organization in Allsvenskan. So I think some people had a little bit of questions about that. I know I definitely did. So I want to ask a little bit about the Canucks' top pick from the draft, uh, Danila Klimovic, uh, the Belarusian player who looked great for Belarus at the U18s. I know you don't cover Belarus hockey, uh, but you spent a lot of time watching the U18s, and he kind of you know was a big story from that tournament. Uh, what did you see from him, uh, the, the top pick? pick that the Canucks got 41st overall I think he's a really fun player to watch he's a really aggressive player he attacks a lot he's you know really good on the puck I think um I haven't seen too too much from him I've really seen him just at the U18s but I think that he's someone that's going to be really exciting I think he's you know you have good hockey players and you have fun hockey players which can also be good hockey players I think he's a really fun one so Canucks fans should get excited about him yeah and how much do you think that should maybe worry some fans that you know, the big coming out party was the U18s for him because I know that a player can just have a good tournament and end up shooting up a lot of draft boards. Uh, I think seeing Klimovic go at 41 was kind of a shocker to a lot of scouts because a lot of people had him in the third round. Yeah, I think, well, you know, that really was his coming out party. Part of that um, could just be with him being a Belarusian hockey player. They're not typically getting selected so early in the draft that it might have been people not seeing him quite as much and being as exposed to him. And I think, you know, I'm sure the Canucks scouting department, they saw something in his games prior to that, playing in the Belarusian League. And uh, next season, he'll be hopping over to the KHL, so that's something certainly to see. That'll be very exciting to see. Uh, We love our KHL games. I do not love waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning for those very much, though. Uh, Yeah, it's certainly easier from the East Coast. (laughs) Yeah, the Swedish games aren't bad. It's like 10 a.m., nice SHL time. That's good for me, but... uh, not a huge fan of the KHL time difference, but uh, hey, Alexa, really yeah. appreciate uh, appreciate you taking some time out of your day to jump back on the show here. I know we'll be uh, keeping in touch for sure about these Swedish prospects, and uh, and people always appreciated your your first out time coming on the Canucks combo. I hope they enjoy the second one as well. So uh, thanks for taking some time and enjoy the rest of that World Summer uh, Showcase over there. Thanks, thanks. Happy to join. Massive thank you to Alexa Potak for joining us. Good conversation between her and Chris. There, we'll go now. To a quick ad break, you'll hear from our friends at Parallel 49 Brewing Company and ICBA before we get to a conversation with Hugo Gabrielson and Lucas Forcell. All right, folks, that's right. We got a new ad finally here for Parallel 49 Beer. You want to get down to the street kitchen, folks. It's more than just a street kitchen now. Now it is a full-on beer gardens. Absolutely beautiful. You've seen Quads and I tweeting about it. The food's amazing. A ton of beers on tap. Quads as well. You've had uh, not only beers, but what other drinks did you like there? I had the Muddler's Pink Lemonade. That was very good. You need to go get the food, though. The food at the Parallel 49 Street Kitchen, ridiculous. What did we eat that one day? Poutine? cheeseburger, well, I ate it all, waffle fries, and then we got those Korean barbecue wings. Yeah, the spicy chicken burger, that's my go-to. But Delicious. what you do, a little trick for everyone, you swap out the jalapenos for their pickled cucumbers. Very, very good. Highly recommend that. That's down at 1950 Triumph Street off an East Van. That's Parallel 49 at 1950 Triumph Street. Check them out in East Van and go down and try some beers and be sure to get some food down on that beautiful patio. The pandemic and a slow economy are making it tough on a lot of people to find steady, good-paying work. But one industry is bucking that trend. Construction companies are hiring and need more workers than ever before. Upload your resume to icba.ca and get noticed. With more than 3,000 employers on our ICBA team, our employment network can connect you to businesses crewing up 
for the 2021 construction season. Trades jobs that pay well, offer excellent benefits, invest in safety training, and give a firm career foundation. Check out icba.ca slash jobs. All right, guys, joining us now, Canucks sixth round pick, a defenseman out of Sweden. It seems like they went back to the well in Sweden quite a bit this year. Hugo Gabrielson. Hugo, how you doing today? Um, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? How are you? I'm doing good, man. Just chatting with a couple of prospects. One of my favorite things to do. Uh, and you're in Barcelona now. You said first time in Barcelona, but not your first time in Spain. What are your initial thoughts about the city of Barcelona so far? Uh, it's really good. It's uh, good weather, nice restaurants, and nice streets. So I'm enjoying it. Awesome. And your first time getting there, that must be pretty exciting. That's a big city there in Barcelona. Yeah, it's really big. It's uh, much bigger than uh, Gothenburg, where I usually usually live. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's good to hear, man. And uh, obviously, a, a big day for you yesterday. You were drafted by the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when you heard that Vancouver was drafting you? Yeah, I was uh, really shocked, actually, because uh, the Canucks was uh, not a team I've talked to. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it came a little bit like a shock, but I'm really ex- excited to be there. Yeah, and obviously, you know, a lot of great Swedish players have come through Vancouver. Was that kind of exciting for you to hear that you were going to be the next one in line? Yeah, like uh, growing up, you I watched uh, the Sedin brothers. They were, they were really good. Uh, and yeah, and Alexander like Eater so- and uh, Lou Eriksson. Yeah, Louis Erickson's a, uh, a fan favorite here in Vancouver, and obviously Elias Pettersson, Huglander, uh, a big long line of these guys. Um, you know, it, it's kind of cool to see all the connections between the Canucks and the Swedish team. Is that something that, you know, you kind of know as a guy growing up in Sweden about how many good players played for the Canucks? Nah, I'm not really. I I don't know if I can say this, but I was a Canadian fan growing up. <laughs> oh, interesting. How did you become a Canadian fan? I don't know really, but... Uh... It started somewhere, some, uh, somewhere when I was like ten or eleven, and I just uh, kept watching them and liked them. That's cool. And who was uh, growing up was Frölunda always your favorite SHL team? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think every hockey player in Gothenburg uh, watches Frölunda and watches their their games. So it was my favorite team growing up. And obviously you got to play with them, you know, grew up in that program. And, you know, the SHL would be something down the road for you to play with Frolunda. Uh, how exciting do you think that's going to be when you get the opportunity to wear that jersey, be in front of an SHL crowd and play for Frolunda? Is that a moment that you're looking forward to? Yeah, that would be a childhood dream to play in SHL and in front of uh, the fans there. Uh, you, you went through a little bit of a, a season that was obviously tough. You were playing in the J20 National League, um, and that got shut down due to COVID, but you were able to find some more hockey to play in the Hockey E10. Uh, what was that moment kind of like when you heard that your season was going to be canceled in the J20 League? Yeah, that was really tough. I, we had something good in our team and uh, all that, so it was really, really, really bad. Yeah, no, absolutely. But you were able to play some more games and find another league to play in. How do you think you performed in the Hockey E-Tan League this year? Uh, I like decent. I don't think it was so good and not so bad, but it was little. It was much different from uh, the J20. It was a uh, little different uh, tactics, and uh, the, ga- the games were uh, different. What were some of the biggest differences? Because that's, you know, you're going from a junior 20 league uh, moving up to a league that's, you know, playing against men. Was that a little bit tough to adjust to off the start? Yeah, it was. I think it, in the J20, it's more like skill and offensive games. And, yeah. But in uh, 
hockey event is uh, more like physical and yeah, all that. Well, I think that you know when we talk about speed and skill, that seems to be your strength uh, as a defenseman. Is that something that you've always been? Have you always been you know the good skater who makes good passes out of your zone since you were a little kid? Nah, I don't think so. I always been been pretty skilled with my stick, but uh, I was uh, pretty late uh, in the puberty and all that, so I haven't been uh, that fast and strong always. So now that now that you have had that growth spree and grown quite a bit, when did that happen? Were you were you a pretty short kid growing up and grew up to, to six foot one pretty late? No, I always been uh, pretty tall, but not uh, I, I'm not I was not heavy back there, and I'm not so heavy now. But it's something I I'm working on work, working on. That's good to hear. And what about being a defenseman? Was it something that you always were since you were young, or did you make a switch later on? Uh, I actually was a center until I like ten, eleven or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I and then I become a D and. I've been that since. And what do you like about being a defenseman compared to a center? It's like you have more puck and you can... Uh, yeah, it's like you have more puck and you can... Uh, what do you call it? You can make more plays and all that uh, down the down the rink or what do say? Down the... <laughs> Yeah, down the uh, ring, down the ice, either or. I mean, yeah, down the ice. Yeah, yeah, that was the word I'm looking for. And I know that a lot of people are going to ask, "What kind of defenseman are you? Do you think you're more offensive or defensive defenseman?" Right now, I think I'm a more offensive defenseman, but um, I want to be a really good two-way defender that have some offensive uh, qualities, and mm-hmm. that's something I'm working on. So, my defensive game is something I'm working on right now. Is there any defenseman that you watch in the NHL and you're like, man, I'd like to play more like that player? Yeah, obviously Victor Hedman is the perfect, uh, mm-hmm. perfect demon. So um, that's the demon I think all these want to be. But you don't think you're going to grow another seven inches to be as tall <laughs> as him, though, right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you might might be done with that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I know that uh, it's going to be a big off season for you. I'm sure that there's a goal for you for next season. What is kind of something that you want to try to accomplish next year? Yeah, it's um, I'm going to play in Allsvenskan. It's a men's league, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to be a good player there. And yeah, just uh, adjust the game there. Right, and that's going to be a tough adjustment because I think uh, you know I've talked to a lot of Swedish prospects who have played in the hockey E10. Uh, and, you know, I know it's the third men's league over there, like the third division, but I've heard that the jump up to all Svenskin is a big jump, and that's a lot harder hockey to play. Yeah, exactly. So with, with you looking at that league and, and that kind of being your goal next year, what are some things that you want to work on this off season? Yeah, it's getting stronger, faster, and uh, that's in, uh, in the gym. And uh, on the ice, it's like getting more tougher on the – corners and around the net and all that yeah and, and i think you mentioned that you were going to be heading uh to, is it vastervik am i saying that right back vastervik yeah exactly okay not bad then uh and you said you're heading there in august to start practicing with the team yeah exactly well that, that's exciting man and i know that making the jump to all svenskin is going to be big but what part of your game do you think is the most ready to go to the next level i think it's my hockey sense and my passing game um, I can think the game fast and all that. So, mm-hmm. 
And I know that there was a lot of scouts and, and myself personally just watching you. We really, you know, liked a lot of the parts about your skating. Uh, is that something that you try and work on every year? And do you think you've gotten better at skating every single year for the past little bit? Yeah, exactly. It's, we work uh, pretty much on that in the Florida program. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now in the summer, I'm training with uh, Andreas Larsson. He's a, a, a skating coach. So we're working on the skating pretty much there. Well, that's awesome to hear. And I think, you know, people over here don't really understand uh, how big of a program Frolunda really is. Can you maybe tell us, like, what it's like in Sweden? Like, Frolunda is one of the biggest uh, hockey programs you can have over there in Sweden, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so many great players that... So the competition is really good, and we're pushing each other on the practices, and that makes everyone better. And what's the coaching staff and training facilities like over there? I'm sure that's top-notch. Yeah, it's really, really good. Well, really good gym, and the coaches are good, really good, and all that, so only positive. That's good to hear. I know that uh, we've talked to a lot of prospects that are with their programs. What's it... What's it kind of like for you growing up? And then when you first went into Frolunda and you're working out with that group, I guess it would have been, you know, probably 2017, maybe when you started with them with the U16 program. Like, what was it kind of like your first initial, your first few practices or training for things with Frolunda? Were you just kind of like so excited to be with that big organization? Yeah, exactly. It was a childhood dream to just play for Frolunda. And uh, it was a big difference from the club I was before. Yeah, with all the gym and we trained a lot more and all that and i guess i kind of want to ask like in your time there because it's i guess you've spent you know almost you know four or five seasons now with them and through the program what are some of your favorite moments from playing with uh, for a lunda jersey on um i think it's uh where we won uh the swedish championship uh, two years ago i think in under 18 mm-hmm. and what was that kind of uh, like in the finals there what did you say? What was it like in the finals of that game? Was it uh, pretty back and forth? Yeah, exactly. I, I think we were down like one goal in into the last period and then scored two or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure, but I think it was something like that. Big one to win the championship. That's good. Well, hey, Hugo, I think people would like to learn a little bit about you off the ice. So uh, I kind of want to ask um, about television shows. Do you watch much television from North America? Nah, you mean like uh, Friends and How I Met Your Mother and that? Yeah, How I Met Your Mother, are you a fan of that? Yeah, it's really good. I watched that. uh, That's one of my favorite comedies as well. Uh, Have you watched every single episode of every season? Uh, Actually, two times. (laughs) Two times, that's good. uh, Who do you think the funniest is on the show? Uh, (laughs) Obviously, Barney, I think. (laughs) Barney Stinson. Yeah, I think I would have to agree with that. He's a legendary character, I think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, and I know that, uh, you know, probably some movies as well over there. Are, are you like a scary movie guy, an action movie guy, like a comedy, funny movie? Like, what are your favorite kinds of movies? I think it's comedy and uh, action. Okay. Do you uh, have all my favorites. Favorite, uh, do you have a favorite comedy or a favorite action movie that you've watched? Yeah, what do you call in English... Uh... Coming to America. Okay, that's a good one, yeah. That's old school. Yeah, and uh, Beverly Hills 213. Yeah. Yeah, they were really good. That's good stuff. Those are some old school movies. You, you like watching movies that are a little bit older? Or do you like some of the new stuff? Nah, I'm not. Uh, I'm into all. I just like good movies. 
That's cool. And uh, I know that you've obviously played hockey quite a bit in your life, but did you ever play any other sports, spend some time on the soccer field at all? Yeah, exactly. I played soccer until I was like uh, 13, maybe. Okay. Were you a defender in soccer as well or a different position? Uh, I played many, many positions, but I think I was in the midfield. Okay. Most. That's a lot of running there, man. That's a lot of running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably a little bit easier on the ice when you can glide a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about some things in the off-season? What do you like to do? Are you much of a, a fisherman, or do you like to play any other sports, hang out with friends? What are your off-seasons? What are some of your favorite things to do? Yeah, I really like play golf and paddle, if you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, the, they're my two favorite things doing in the off-season. Okay, that's cool. How long have you been playing golf? What did you say? How long have you been playing golf? Have you been playing since you were pretty young? No, I actually used to, I used to play two years now, so okay. not played that much. That's a, It's a tough sport. Have you? Uh, do you think you're a natural at it, or does, are you still not the best golfer? Um, I'm actually really bad, so... <laughs> Not natural. Well, that's good to hear. I think that uh, that's how most people are at golf. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, that's cool to hear. And uh, I, I asked uh, Lucas about this, who was just drafted in the seventh round by the Vancouver Canucks. I know that pizza over there in Sweden is obviously a pretty big, uh, pretty big food, and obviously it's kind of different from here. But do you like pineapple on your pizza over there? No, that's disgusting. <laughs> that is, that's what Lucas said as well. I think a lot of people were agreeing. It's a big debate over yeah. here uh, in Vancouver about pineapple or not. Oof. <laughs> what about you? Your favorite pizza? What's your go-to? I'm uh, pretty basic. I like uh, pepperoni. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Keep it simple. Um, I know you're in yeah. Barcelona right now. Uh, what are some things that you're looking forward to exploring in the city? What did you say? Uh, you're in Barcelona now. We, I'd love to hear what you're excited about to see in the city there. Oh, um, maybe we visiting in Camp Nou, Barcelona's home arena. Yep. And uh, just chill, actually. Nothing special. Right. Just uh, relaxing. That's good, man. We'll enjoy that for sure. Um, what about your family? Does your family, uh, did they play a lot of hockey growing up? Or, or is that something that you kind of just started for your family? No, my dad played, uh, but uh, not on a high level. Uh, he played until he was like 18, I think. And uh, my mom didn't play any sports. Interesting. Well, that's, that's cool to hear, and uh, it's nice to hear that you're continuing on what your dad did. Did your dad teach you quite a bit when you were young? Nah, I'm not really teach me, but he, he's pushing me and uh, helped me and all that. Well, that's good to hear, man. And- um, now that you're going into next season, um, what's the one part that you think you might need to work on so that you can have success in the Allsvenskan? Uh, I think it's being more tougher. Right. Uh, that's uh, all around the ice, in the corners, and around the net, and yeah, everywhere. And I know that you talked about wanting to be able to be a two-way defenseman. Is that something that you want to do? Like, do you want to be able to kill penalties and also pay on the play on the power play next year? Yeah, exactly. I want to play all situa- situations and... Yeah, all that. And uh, and being like drafted is obviously a huge accomplishment. Uh, but to hear that it was Vancouver is was there. You know, you know, you, you mentioned that in Montreal might have been a cool one to get picked by for yourself. But when you heard it was Vancouver, how excited were you when you found out that that was the team that picked you? I was super happy. I I actually 
I I like Montreal when I was uh, little and a little bit now, but I like just like watching good hockey and mm. Elias Pettersson is really fun to watch and Queen Hughes and all all that skilled players. So it's really I was really happy. When you were a little bit younger, did you get a chance to see Pettersson uh, in person at all when he was over in the Alsvenskan or in the SHL? No, uh, uh, I don't think so. Uh, so, nah. What about uh, just going to SHL games? Do you have a favorite memory of going to a game and watching one when you were younger? Yeah, it was like uh, being in Scandinavia when watching Frölunda. Mm-hmm. Um, just watch all the good players there. and it's So many, I can't really name one. Yeah, no doubt. Was that something that you maybe kind of have as a goal this year? Like you're going to play in the off-Svenskin, but potentially you might be able to get called up to Frölunda next year or the year after that. Uh, is that a big time goal for you to get to there in the next two years? Oh, actually, I I don't have a contract with Froland anymore. Okay. I'm uh, signed uh, full with Westerwick, so oh, okay. I don't think it will happen this season. So, but it, it will be a dream, obviously. Yeah, most definitely, and I think you'll probably be there uh, in two years, definitely in the SHL, so that's exciting for Canucks fans. Um, I, you know what, Hugo, I think we'll wrap it up there. I'm, I'm super jacked up to have this conversation with you, but I want to I want to let you go so you can enjoy Barcelona a little bit. That's a beautiful city. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's been really fun joining. Yeah, absolutely, man. And we'll be in contact throughout the season. We'll be following you closely here in Vancouver. You'll, you'll probably see 100 videos of me uh, tweeting about you, so uh, don't get too creeped out when you see all the videos that I post of you, okay? <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> awesome, Hugo. Have a good uh, vacation there in Barcelona. Yeah, have a good time. All right, guys, joining us now, we have the Canucks 7th round pick, the 201st selection of the 2021 NHL Entry Draft. He is a left winger out of Sweden, finished his J20 season last year. Lucas Forcell. Lucas, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing uh, really good. Uh, really fun time uh, last night and uh, woke up today to be a part of the Canucks organization. So I'm doing really good. Absolutely. And, and I got to ask, like, how excited was it when you found out that Vancouver was the team that drafted you? Uh, I was super excited. Uh, it, uh, it couldn't be any better. I've uh, heard uh, Vancouver is uh, a really hockey town, uh, great fans and a beautiful city. And hopefully I get to see the Vancouver city. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited. Absolutely. And I know that there's obviously a lot of Swedish players who have come and played in Vancouver over the past. Who are some of your favorite players from Sweden that have played in Vancouver? Of course, uh, right now, uh, Elias Peterson is uh, unbelievable talent. Uh, and uh, the Sedin twins, of course, they are absolute legends. And uh, and uh, Marcus Naslund. And uh, then uh, my um, strength and conditioning coach in the under-20 team, Magnus uh, Adervelson, played in Vancouver as well. Oh, yeah. So... It's uh, yeah, many many great Swedes, but uh, yeah, they the names that I said there are yeah, there are the main names I think. So you're pretty young. What do you remember about the Sedin twins? Because we had them here for a long time, and they were drafted before you were even born. Uh, most of the time, I saw them when the Sweden won the. Mm. Uh, world uh, gold in the world uh, championship. Uh, I don't remember what year it was, but they 
they come in the tournament pretty late and they just dominated the game. And from that moment, I think uh, I fell in love with uh, their game. And how much better of a hockey player do you think you would be if you had a twin brother? <laughs> I think I would be uh, move up uh, some steps. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, they would just say, hey, kid, go to the net and put the stick on the ice and we will, you will have the puck in the... You score the puck in the goal, so I think that would be it. Would be easy to play with them, I think. Yeah, very easy for sure. And uh, last year was uh, an interesting year for you. You were playing in the J20 league, but then that league got shut down. Uh, you were able to go practice with the SHL team, and you even got into one game last year. Uh, how did you kind of look at how everything went last year with the season being canceled? That must have been pretty tough for you. Yeah, of course, I was uh, disappointed when they when the season shut down, but uh, it was the right thing to do because of the pandemic. But uh, we talked about uh, uh, to a loan to, uh, to another team so I could play games, but uh, me and my agents uh, decided to, it's best for me to just uh, be in the gym, have some practices with the SHL team and uh, try to build as much muscle as possible because uh, I think uh, that's where my main weakness is right now. I'm not that that big of a guy. So we decided to it best for me to work really hard in the gym instead to going somewhere and play games. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you're not the biggest guy, but you are getting a lot taller. Is there a recent, did you grow recently? Or are you just trying to fill out that body with some muscle now? Or have you always been about six foot since you were pretty young? Uh, no, uh, I think my I think uh, my length uh, got pretty tall like one or two years ago. I've always been the small kid, <laughs> and uh, then I started to grow. And uh, but uh, it's some it's some uh, muscles left that also need to grow. But uh, no, I've uh, I've always been a small kid for sure. So when you grow a little bit of height there, did it make it kind of difficult to adjust to being so much taller, I guess? Uh, I think it was just great for my development to be a small player from from a young age because I had to adapt when I when I got to meet the bigger opponents on the ice. I, I couldn't uh, run them over as, as easy. I need to find other ways to... Mm-hmm get out of uh, situations and uh, then I got my length and uh, then I started to like be stronger on the park as well and so I think uh, that have just been great for my development. And when you were growing up did you play any other sports aside from hockey? Yeah I played uh, like you say uh, soccer <laughs> yep, <laughs> but we yep. Sweden say football but yeah I played that and I think I quit the soccer when I was 14 I think so I was playing soccer a pretty long time yeah and uh, I mean we've seen the way that you play hockey I've definitely been watching you for the past uh, few months in your season but what kind of soccer player were you what position did you play I was in the central midfield I was uh, a tough guy that uh, won the ball on the midfields and passed uh, the ball up to the forwards so they could uh, score goals, I think. That's uh, that's a lot of running to play uh, midfield there. That's probably the position where you run the most. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was uh, much running for me, but uh, <laughs> it was so fun. Uh, I remember all the 
football tournaments and uh, yeah i i love uh, soccer that's awesome, man. And I know that, you know, being a midfielder, you have to pass the ball a lot. Uh, one of the exciting things about watching you play hockey is how good your passing skill has been. Is that something that you've always worked on since you were a little kid, is trying to be a good playmaker? I mean, I think that's something that's always been with me, that I have I have great vision. And, uh, and uh, for me, it's... Uh, it, my teammates helped me a lot with my passing game. My my line mates over in Fredjestad, and so. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. The it just comes when uh, when I see uh, open eyes. I just try to put the book there, and sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But uh, yeah, it's a great strength. Yeah, most definitely. And I know that you got to, like you mentioned, you got to practice with the SHL team. How cool was that for you to be able to play with, you know, the best league in Sweden that for a little bit and practice with those guys? Uh, it was uh, super fun. They are great guys and uh, they help us junior players really much, the coaches and the players. Uh, so we, most of it, this was fun. I was excited, but of course I wanted uh, when I got to, when I did the what did the phone call that I was going to practice and I wanted to make a statement that I'm I'm there to stay and try to make an impression on the team and the coaches. So it was excited by I was also hungry for for more. Yeah. Most definitely. I think I could see that you were hungry in your first SHL game that you played. You played three minutes in that game. Uh, and, and hearing from uh, the scouting director for the Vancouver Canucks, uh, Todd Harvey, he said that, you know, we, we were kind of joking in the conversation that you were playing like your head was on fire uh, in that SHL game. You were, going, yeah. uh, you were going pretty hard. Was that just because you hadn't played a game in so long? I think it was about 100 days since your last game when you played that SHL game. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was on fire. I wanted to like give it all on the ice, so I wanted to give myself the best chance to be to get more chances. I wanted to make a statement, and uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's true that my my head was on fire. <laughs> well, it looked good. It was definitely a good video to watch of you going uh, going very hard in that game. And and yeah. since you uh, you got an opportunity to play your first SHL game, what was that kind of like when you heard that you were going to suit up for a game, put on the jersey for the first time, and play in an SHL game? That must be a pretty exciting moment for a guy from Sweden like yourself. Yeah, of course. That was uh, ever since I came to Fredrikstad from my from my hometown in uh, Fredrikstad. Uh, it's always been the goal to to put on the the SHL team's jersey, and so uh, I was really excited. And uh, yeah, it was uh, for sure another dream that came through that day. And you got a little taste of the SHL. Is that now the goal for you next year? Do you think you made enough of an impression on the coaches to, to try and crack the roster next year and play some games? Uh, I hope so. We have had uh, great talks, uh, me and uh, the coaching staff uh, of the of the team. So I hope that I'm going to get the, the chances and uh, then it's just up to me to, to take them as well. So, yeah, but uh, that is the main goal. That's awesome to hear, and I know that uh, the Canucks don't only just have Elias Pettersson on the team as a Swede, but Niels Huglander just made the jump from the SHL over here to the NHL and really impressed a lot of people with 
you know, how well he was able to not only, you know, score goals and put up points, but how good he was defensively and being able to defend against NHL players. Is that something that you want to kind of focus on for the next years of improving is not only scoring more goals and being able to put up some points, but working on your defensive game as well? Yeah, of course. I, I, I think I need to improve my defensive game. I want to play in, in the big, uh, what you say, the, all the situations like a PK, power play, I want to play play as much as possible. And to do that, you need to have both strengths on the offense and the defense. So me and Ferristad have worked on that. The, we see that as a, uh, improve. I need to improve that. As, and uh, to be able to play, play on the SHL, you, also, you need to be good defensively. You can't just think about the offense uh, all the time so yeah I that's a goal to improve that's good to hear I think everybody would love to see everyone get better at defense it's obviously a huge part of the game and, yeah. and you know getting that chance next year is something that you must be super excited about so what's your summer training looking like this year is it you know more working harder than ever before for you now that you're so close to the SHL and you just got drafted yeah I have uh, I've worked the uh, Really, really hard this summer. Me and a friend here from Fagerstad that's also playing hockey or are training together. It's fun to have a training buddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also my best friend. And we push each other really, really hard. And uh, yeah, we have uh, uh, worked our ass, ass off, <laughs> if you can say that. Yes, you absolutely can say that. That's actually really good to hear uh, that, yeah. that you're working that hard. And, and now that uh, now that the summer's kind of been going on, what has been something that you know has been a little bit better for you? Now that the pandemic is sort of slowing down a bit, have you been able to see lots of the family and lots of your friends a little bit more now? Yeah, I I haven't seen my grandparents for a long, long time. They have been inside and done met people at all but now when they got the vaccine the first thing i did when i came home from from karlstad was to to see them and uh, well got to meet them and it was uh, yeah it's so fun to meet them after so long in this uh, this year that or years uh, we have been living in so well, that's, that's really good to hear, man. And I know, yeah, it's been tough for everyone. I, I just saw my grandma for the first time in about a year and a half, a couple of months ago. So that was really awesome to see her for the first yeah. time. It, it's been very good. And um, I guess now that we're kind of going into, I guess, you know, looking at the off season, is there one part of your game that you want to work on a little bit more? Like, is it just, do you want to add some muscle? That seems like something that you've talked about a little bit in this interview already for the off season. Uh, of course, uh, I want to grow uh, muscles, but as well, I I, I want to improve my shot. Uh, I think uh, that also is a is a goal for me. And I've been I've been shooting pucks this summer uh, and uh, try to work on that as well. But the uh, the main goal is the muscles and the shot for me. That's good to hear. And I guess Canucks fans that haven't seen you play before, what would you say is the biggest strength in your game right now? Uh, I think I'm a I'm a fast player. Uh, I'm I'm very quick on the turning, and uh, of course, uh, my playmaking ability is uh, is also pretty good. So uh, I'm a fast uh, playmaker. I will uh, describe uh, if if I 
if I'm uh, going to be short. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you grew a little bit, so you don't have to be short anymore. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Lucas, when you when you uh, were growing up, like, was there much hockey going around in your family? Do your parents play? Do your grandparents play? Like, has hockey been something that kind of works with your family all your life? Uh, my dad uh, played hockey from uh, from since he was a kid, but uh, when he got me, he decided to quit. He played in the Division One here in Sweden. It's uh, and on that time, it was the second best league here in Sweden. So uh, he had played, but uh, my, my my grandfather had played soccer. My my uncle played soccer. So, but. Uh, for my dad, it's been uh, hockey, but uh, my uncle and grandfather actually played uh, soccer. Oh, wow. Interesting. So I got to ask, since you were growing up and obviously you've gotten to a pretty high level right now, uh, what age did you become better than your dad at hockey? <laughs> <laughs> if you ask him, I'm not better than him right now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, if you ask me, maybe maybe this year or last year, I would say. That's good to hear. So he wouldn't let you beat you on one-on-one yet? No. If you ask him, I would not beat him. <laughs> Sounds good. And what made you want to become a winger? Uh, is it always just kind of wanted to be a scoring wing player, or you never wanted to play center or defense? You just wanted to be a goal scorer type of player, or what? Uh, from when I was young, I actually started as a D. Okay. Uh, but uh, it was one game, my, my coach put me on, on forward and... Uh, uh, I think I I scored uh, a few goals that game, and from there it was it was uh, the winger for me. So, but may I don't know how many years ago that was, but uh, I I changed it from a D to forward. Wow, that, that's good. I think you made the right decision because I'm I'm looking at your stats from the U16 leagues and the U18 leagues that you played in. Uh, you put up a ton of goals. I'm looking at your U16 numbers. You had 39 goals in 16 games. Uh, what was one of the games where you scored the most amount of goals in one of those games? Because you must have scored a lot of hat tricks. <laughs> uh, I don't remember, but uh, one game I uh, maybe I scored uh, six goals. I think was the most. <laughs> I wonder if the Canucks were scouting you for that one. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Hey, Lucas, I think we'd like to hear a little bit about you off the ice. Um, what are some of your favorite television shows? Do you watch many television shows from North America? Oh, yeah, I watch a few. Uh, my favorite all time must be Prison Break or Breaking Bad, I think, uh, and uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, those are those are my favorites. But right now, I'm. I don't watch any, uh, any shows right now. Mm-hmm. That's You know what? I've heard a lot of Swedish players that I've talked to, and they seem to like Prison Break. Is that really big over there in Sweden? Yeah, I think everyone uh, loves Prison Break there in Sweden. It's uh, every... When my friend group started to watch that, we were... Uh, we couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> we watched it hours and hours and over and over again. And Yeah, it's, it's actually... Pretty big here in Sweden. We call that binging. That's what you call it. You call it binging television over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what about movies? Are you a scary movie guy, a funny movie guy, an action movie guy? What are your favorite kinds of movies? Uh, funny movies, I think. I love uh, movies with uh, Kevin Hart. I okay. think he's a really, really funny funny actor. And uh, I love movies when uh, when he's acting. And what do you think the funniest movie of all time is that you have seen? 
maybe uh, Kevin Hart is not on that movie, but the grown ups. Grown ups, that's uh, Yeah, they're pretty funny. Grown ups one and two, they they're uh, high rank for me. Yeah, Adam Sandler does a lot of good stuff. He has in the past for sure. Good actor. Yeah. Very funny. Um, I guess, like, what about food? Uh, I know that it's, you know, it's a little bit of a different food culture over there in Sweden compared to North America, but what's some of your favorite, uh, some favorite foods for you when you're in the off-season and having a little bit of a cheat meal? Uh, ooh, I would say uh, a pizza at the local, uh, at the local uh, pizza restaurant here in my hometown, Augusta. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we say uh, kebab pizza. It's uh, huh. it's meat on the on the pizza, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a really that's a really good pizza and a great cheap meat. <laughs> that's good to hear. And one of the big debates over here in North America is: Do you put pineapple on pizza? What do you think about that? I don't like pineapple on pizza, <laughs> uh, but uh, many of my friends uh, love it. But. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> well, it's good to know. I think uh, most people over here will agree with you on that one. Um, yeah. And, and now that you're you're going into next season, do you have any goals for next year, Lucas? Anything that you're really excited to accomplish for yourself next year? Uh, I want to grab a, a jersey in the SHL team. Uh, that's my that's my big goal um, to to sign a contract with the SHL team. That's uh, what I am going for. That's awesome. And I think that's something that you can definitely accomplish now that they've seen you play and playing a game for them this year. That's that's good to hear. And, uh, you know, I think we'll probably wrap things up there, Lucas. Really appreciate uh, you taking the time out of your day to come on the on the conversation here and chat with us. But one of the, the final things I wanted to ask was, you know, I think a lot of prospects, whoever they get drafted by, they're so excited. They say it's a dream come true. But for you, to hear that it was Vancouver, can you just kind of explain to us how that was a dream come true for you, the fact that it was Vancouver? Uh, I mean, with Elias Peterson, the Daniel Sedins, it's uh, it's big Swedish names that have been in Vancouver. And my dad's uh, work uh, company have a, what you say, a store in yeah. Vancouver. So he has been in Vancouver and he loves it. So uh, I think he was... Uh, he was really excited about that. He said, well, yeah, maybe in the future I, I can work and be with my son in Vancouver. But uh, for me, it was it was so exciting. Vancouver is uh, it's a great organization. And uh, I think it's a young uh, team that's going to be really great in the f- future. And uh, yeah, I'm so, so proud to be a part of uh, the organization. Absolutely, yeah. You'll definitely have to get over here with your dad to uh, to see the city. It's beautiful over here. And, yeah. And something else that just happened recently in Vancouver was their minor league team moved from New York all the way over here to Abbotsford, which is a city close to Vancouver. Um, if you can, would you be able? Would you like to come over and play in the AHL to work your way up to the NHL? It's the minor leagues here uh, in Vancouver. Maybe not right now. I mean, right. uh, I but. Uh, if that would be a great option and it feels great uh, I'm open for it uh, of course but uh, right now if I had to make a quick answer I would say I want to work my way up here in Sweden for now and then maybe go over to to, to work my way up to the NHL but a quick answer uh, no I want to stay in Sweden finish my school education and uh, yeah 
Yeah, and then a couple years, a couple more years in Sweden, and then you'll probably hopefully make that jump over here to North America. That must be an exciting day. So, uh, hey, Lucas, really appreciate you taking out the time. I think people are going to enjoy hearing about you, hearing about the player that you are, uh, and hearing your love for Adam Sandler movies. I think they're going to enjoy that as well. Yeah, yeah. thank you for, for having me. It's just a fun time. Yeah, absolutely, Lucas. I'm sure we'll chat again down the road. We'll be following you over here from Vancouver. Uh, and best of luck making that SHL team next year. We're all excited for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Squish Beverage, my new favorite drink of the summer. Absolutely crushable. The right drink to bring down to the beach, the right drink to bring down to the river, camping, whatever you're doing this summer. Squish is the beverage for you. They have original hard seltzers and a bunch of different flavors, but the lemonade ones, those are my favorite quads. Me too. I can drink more than one of those. They're crushable. Which is good. So when you go down to the beach, you're bringing how many? More than one. More than one. Unlike last time. Absolutely. This is the hard seltzer for you. This is the hard seltzer for summer. Go out and try Squish. You can find their original flavors of hard seltzer at BC Liquor Stores. But if you want to do a little bit of digging, that's where you're going to find the lemonades. My favorite. And you can find those at private liquor stores all across British Columbia. All right. And a massive thank you to Hugo Gabrielson, Lucas Forcell for joining us on this week's episode. And of course, Alexa Potak already thanked her, but I want to thank her again. And of course, our sponsors at Squish. Now, This interview coming up here is one that I was very excited about. I've been talking about it for months. If you've been listening to this show, reading my articles at Canucks Army, you know I wanted them to draft Aku Koskenvo, and he is now on the show. Now, when you're listening to this, you're going to hear about it a lot more on Tuesday's episode, when we will be joined, by the way, by Frank Saravalli of Daily Faceoff. Day before free agency, you won't want to miss that episode coming out Tuesday afternoon. You won't want to miss that one, folks. But in this conversation with Koskenvo, keep in mind, he brings up his hands. I was telling you all about his hands. He brings it up without me saying anything about it. So without further ado, let's close out with a conversation with Aku Koskenvo. All right, guys, very pleased to be joined now by Aku Koskenvo, latest draft pick of the Vancouver Canucks. Aku, first of all, congratulations. What was your initial reaction to being drafted by the Canucks? Well, of course, it was an incredible feeling and a dream come true, of course. Ever since I've been playing ice hockey, it's been a dream to get drafted by an NHL team and the dream has finally come true. So it was a fantastic feeling. Have you ever been to Canada before? Uh, I've been to Canada once. Where did you go? Uh, The Niagara Falls. Ah, very nice. Good choice. Good choice. Okay, so Mm. we'll get into some hockey talk here. You're going to Harvard next year. First Finnish player. How exciting! Yeah, it's actually uh, 2022 and 2023 season. So it's the season after this upcoming season because I have to finish high school here in Finland first before attending Harvard. Gotcha. So what are your plans for next season? Are you going to stay with Espoo? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stay in the current team that I'm playing because I can't play any pro matches because otherwise I can't play in the NCAA. And, and I had a choice be- between the USHL and the Finnish Junior League, but I, I I thought that it's just easier to stay here because then I can finish my high school education because it would be a, a little bit of a hassle to do all of my uh, courses as online courses from the States. But And so I just thought it would be easier to stay here. Yeah, that makes total sense. How excited are you, though, to go to Harvard? Well, of course, it's a pretty prestigious school, so it's very exciting and that's also been one of my dreams to get to uh, uh, to Harvard, uh, and so so of course it was great to get the commitment uh, to, to get to go there, and I'm very excited to go there after next season. 
Absolutely. So I was talking to Canucks goaltending coach Ian Clark yesterday, and we were both talking mm-hmm. about your flexibility. You've got great flexibility, and you're able to seal off the bottom of the net really well. Is that something you mm-hmm. kind of worked at, or did it just kind of come naturally to you? Well, uh, I, I would say I've always been like fairly flexible, but it's still something I'm working on, and I try to stretch almost every night and and improve it. I, don't, I think it's on an okay level, but I see that there's still a lot to lot to improve. Now, I want to talk to you about that, the work ethic. And just, you know, mm. that's something Canucks fans have heard about you already, is that you have a strong work ethic. How important is it for you to always be trying to improve and always be trying to grow as a goaltender? Well, I think it's uh, important that every every day you try to be the best you can and, and, and every day learn something new. And of course, the faster you learn, the better you're going to become and Obviously, if you're a goalie who can learn very fast, then it's uh, you're gonna f- make it faster to the NHL, uh, and, and and that's of course my goal to learn as fast as possible and 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 be be the best version of myself every single day, so that I can make it as fast as possible to the Vancouver Rice over there in the NHL. Absolutely. So when you look at and you critique your own game. What's the biggest area of improvement for you? Uh, I would say maybe just playing a little more calm and and and, and maybe maybe some little tweaks like the position of my hands and, and maybe some positioning stuff and realizing that I'm quite big big of a goalie so that I don't I just need to work on the angles a little bit but I, I think those aren't that big 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 of things like I think it won't take too long to get uh, a handle of those. And I think when I get those those refined, I think the game is going to improve a lot. What would you say the biggest challenge that you've faced so far in your career has been up to this point? Uh, well, I don't know. When I had my uh, I had a stress fracture in my back, and I was out for seven seven months back in 2019. So so that was maybe the hardest part of my career up until that. It was a quite a quite a long time to be away from from yeah. the rink, and of course, it affected everything, everything in the sense that I couldn't really practice for seven months. So, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you like? I know it's hard to compare yourself, and a lot of people don't like to compare themselves to other goalies. But do you see any similarities between your game and any current goalie in the National Hockey League? Uh, I don't know exactly a goalie who I could compare myself to, but I I, I definitely try to uh, play play my game how Vasilevsky plays. Of course, keeping a tight, a small uh, a spice of my own 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 play, uh, playing style. I think every goalie should play how they they feel is the best. But I think he has very many good attributes and elements to his game that I could take on uh, to myself. So. Uh, uh, so yeah, definitely Vasilevsky is someone who I would like to play like, but I wouldn't say that there's necessarily any goalie that I would compare myself to at the moment. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I I don't know if you've heard much about Ian Clark. Have you had a chance to speak with him yet? Uh, yeah, he reached out today, and and we we set up a meeting for 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 tomorrow. But uh, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be the first time talking to him properly. Yeah, very nice. All right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time, Aku. Um, All the best going forward, and uh, hopefully we see you in Vancouver soon. Yeah, thank you.
And a huge thank you to Aku Koskenvo and everybody who joined us for this episode. No poll questions today, but we are delivered to you by DoorDash. So I just wanted to give them a quick shout out before we close out the episode here. So now I guess we'll hit it with the new outro music, which is new for us. But I, I did edit it, added the thank you gym drop. So that's still there. But yeah, you, you, you'll hear it. If you haven't heard it already, here's the new extra for Chris Faber. I'm David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.